Are we good? Go live. We'll go live, right? So I got a little timer here, so I know keep in check. One thirty. We're live. We're back at the Canadian Concrete Expo. That's where we are. CCE. The biggest show in Canada, I guess. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Manny. Thank you. We have Glad Kevin and Vince here. here from Elasticem. Uh, what booth number are you guys at? 2579. In Hall 3? Hall 2, I believe. 2, yeah. okay. Big booth this year? Yeah, about 20, 20 feet. How many blue shirts are there? There's a lot of blue shirts, no? Got to be about six of us there. Wow, right wow. Who's over there right now? Uh, Darren, our VP, is there. Uh, we had uh, Betsy, our VP of marketing. Uh, Isaiah is our marketing rep. And we've got Hank, our director of waterproofing, is there. Uh, Rocky uh, Boye is there. Oh, yeah, as Rocky well. was on you the know, show. Rocky, yeah. yeah, Rocky was on with yeah. you the other day, right? So he's there today, and then Vincent, myself. So, Kevin, you could pretty much take over the show with that voice, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you do the show now, man. It's like, how'd you get that voice? You got to let me know about that voice. But, Kevin, so what's your official title, Kevin? Uh, I'm the uh, waterproofing, uh, technical waterproofing sales rep for okay. Central and Western uh, Canada. And then we have uh, Vince here, Vince Chu here, and yeah. your, your official title is building science, and you had a bunch of words, specifications. Yeah. So, you're in the lab, you're on the job site. Uh, well, I'm both in the office, go on site as well. Okay, yeah. and then you're the same thing, Kevin. You know, back and forth, or yeah, more on site. So I'll tend to work more with the contractors we sell our materials to. I work with the generals, the architects, engineers, uh, as well as uh, selling the products and materials to the contractors that install it. Let's let's begin by talking a little bit about um, uh, the evolution. Like, I mean, I, I like that we're building better these days and there's more products that are coming out that are making structures last longer and are more efficient. And that's what you guys are all about, right? Yep. So you guys are seeing it. You're seeing it that the industry is asking for it before you guys are actually even bringing it out to market. You guys are already developing these products to help with the industry asking for these solutions, right? That's basically what's going on right now. Yeah, so traditionally for waterproofing, you see a lot of <clears throat> sheet applied uh, torch on products yeah. or built up products with different layers. Um, this is a hygrothane is our two component spray applied polyurea. Um, so you basically have an applicator go on site and spray this product. Um, it's basically essentially manufactured on site, uh, the finished product. And you get a monolithic uh, layer that, contour that conforms to irregular, irregular surfaces, um, details such as tiebacks and uh, pile caps so you get uh, a continuous layer without any seams um, which just helps um, you know mitigate any potential issues that can happen at these types of details which is typically the area where you have the most problems why is the industry so stuck on doing it the old school way why are we so resistant to trying new ideas new techniques Good question. That's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, that's construction in general. I see that yeah. a lot of times. And when I got in construction, I was never of that mindset. I was always hungry for new ideas. As long as the, yeah, you guys did the homework, yeah. I'll apply it on the site. But you guys do the homework and make sure that the homework fits what I'm supposed to be doing, right? But in general, the industry doesn't want to do that. And I'm, I'm basically the sandpaper to the industry, right? We'll all start just rubbing them the wrong way and be like, I want to do it this way. I think it's not just in construction, Manny, but I think that's life in general. We're always resistant to change. People get comfortable with certain things. Yeah. And you know, when you look at the liability associated with the construction sector and it's your name and signature that has to go on that document, I mean, people are sometimes a little leery because you know uh, they, they have to put a lot of trust and stock in, yeah. in the products that are coming out. And when you 
you get new products on the market and it's, you know, you can do all the lab testing that you want, but the real question is, is, you know, how does that product going to perform five years, 10 years down the road? Right. And until you've established that kind of credibility, um, you know, people that are having to spec that and take those risks are going to be reluctant to do that. How are you guys having that longevity? How are you guys coming out with the new products? Like, I love the idea of this being a monolithic kind of product where you don't have to deal with the sheet goods. Sheet goods, it's, it, it's easy to install. It's easy to transport. It's easy to do all those things. But I've always said that if it was easy, everybody would be in construction. But if it's more difficult and challenging, then only a select few that have the right skills can be in construction and do construction well. How are you guys looking at new products that are coming out and all of a sudden saying, we know that this is going to give us this longevity. We know that this is going to benefit the building and the builder in the long run. Well, like I said earlier, uh, with waterproofing, a lot of it is in the details. Yeah. So because you're basically making it easier and reducing the potential for risk in these areas, you're basically increasing the durability of the building in the long run by preventing any potential leak in the building, right? Are you seeing that too, Kevin, as well? Like you're seeing that um, using these new techniques is actually more cost-effective in the long run, that it benefits you? I, I mean, after you get over the stigma of like, we don't want to try something new, it's different, it's mm -hmm. change and all this other stuff, but then once we do it for the first time, we see there's value in that. And then it adds to sustainability as well too huge. I mean, on the building science side, and, and Vincent can elaborate on this a little more, but to that point, to overcome some of the resistance to change, I mean, you've got things out there like environmental product declarations, mm -hmm. uh, CCMC numbers mm -hmm. uh, on the product, right? Um, uh, you know, which is acknowledging that it's there in the National Building Code and is recognized by that as a, as a viable solution. Uh, HPDs, we've got LEED certifications on it, and, and these are all the things that Vincent looks after for us uh, so you've got that and then the the other aspect of that is efficiency of installation yeah. um, time and project management for example time and scheduling are the two biggest challenges in construction uh, time and scheduling equals money you got either it. going out right? or being saved and there's always delays yeah and there's penalties for yes. these guys right if, if they don't keep the job on schedule or they can't deliver that building on time there's huge costs associated with that so if you can offer these guys a solution that not only will keep them on track but help them to fast track yep. or get ahead and buy them extra time to an area where they may encounter other challenges then that's going to be a huge value in my view i know for both of you guys you guys and even elasticam in general offer a lot of training like there's that opportunity where you can get installers coming in and understanding the product better, right? Which is the, the go-to PKs, the product knowledge seminars that you guys offer where people can get more insight, but also accessibility to you guys. I've got a building science question, I'm gonna to talk to you. If I've got a, a phone question, I'm gonna to talk to you as well too. And I'm gonna get these answers that I have these questions to because I don't know them and I won't know all these questions, right? Yeah, yeah we have a team, a technical sales team, and also technicians in each area that can actually go on site and assist the applicator uh, with their application of the product and then also uh, you know do inspections um, if there's any uh, equipment that needs repairing uh, they go and help them with the repair so make sure everything is streamlined and ready to go uh, at all times so um, that's something that we offer and then also uh, I'm in the building science department so I help 
architects and designers at the earliest possible opportunity. That's where you can get the most bang for your buck, right? So whether it be for waterproofing product or spray foam products, uh, I do things like uh, hydrothermal modeling, uh, thermal modeling, help them with their composition to achieve um, the most energy efficient and durable building um, with our products, basically. And modeling with other products as well. You know, sometimes it's not just our products in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, the wall or roof. So, um, yeah, I think that really helps. It's, it's funny, and I think I mentioned it on the last show with Rocky and um, was it Joel? Joel. Joel, yeah. sorry, yeah, Joel. Man, you know what? Doing a podcast, you meet so many people. Like, it's just, I guess if it was a Portuguese podcast, I'd be pretty good with like Tony and Joe. Like, I'd be able to name everybody and not get mistaken. But so, Rocky and Joe, they, they, they started to teach me, like, Elastic Cam, we really don't know you guys about waterproofing. Like, you guys were never that thing, but that's what you guys are. You guys have that thing going on in the toolbox, right? Uh, I mean, the foam is the go to, but it's, now it's different types of foam as well, too. And now we've got the HC foam, which is under the slab, right? High yep. compression. But it's the waterproofing that not a lot of people knew about. Right. Well, I mean, Elasticam has been making the Polyrio solution for a number of years. Um, we've now branded it as our, as our own brand. We've put our own label on it, and we've been marketing that now for about three, four years. So it's making traction, like on the East Coast, for example. I mean, it's taken off extremely well. Quebec's embraced the system. Uh, Polyrio waterproofing is the rage in, in all of Europe. I mean, they're not using anything else uh, from the research and from what we've looked at. And now, you know, in Ontario, we're making headway there, Manitoba, and we're slowly making our way out west. So, I mean, it takes time to, to get that message out and initiate, you know, a, a change in the industry. But I think, you know, what's happening out there, people are getting tired of the conventional systems, like take uh, health risks to yeah. the labor force, for example. Yeah. Right, like carcinogenic fumes, burns to the skin, the yeah, eyes, the and the labor force and construction in general is diminishing. Yeah. I mean, our young people today are not going into the They're trades jumping anymore. Yeah. We're hurting for it. Yeah. So we've got to find solutions out there that aren't so reliant on large labor forces. Like with our hydrothane system, you can cover four to 5,000 square feet of walls in a day with a two-man crew. Whereas with the conventional system, you might need a crew of four, six, even eight guys hmm. uh, to do a job like that. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, um, I wanted to figure out, are we getting more challenged regarding building science? Are we getting, or like the architects, are they at least aware of the challenges that they're presenting on paper that are not really feasible on site? Uh, for, uh, regarding which product? No, just in building science in general, right? Like how are we building these, uh, like, I mean, it's one thing to draw a building and another thing to build that building. Right. Is there a disconnect or is there an actual connection between the two groups of people? Because you'll get architects and engineers and designers that are actually talking about how we want to do it this way. We want to do it this way. And that factoring, how do we waterproof it? How do we insulate it? How do we take care of it? How do we make it last a long time? Mm -hmm. Is there a disconnect? Well, I think uh, the, the, younger, the younger architects, for sure, because they're just coming out of school and in architecture, they focus a lot on the aesthetics and the design of the building and not really on the technical aspects. Um, however, I think the longer they're in the industry, they're more they're exposed to all this information and the senior architects, like a lot of them, they're fully aware of all the testing and things that they should be looking at uh, when looking at products. So uh, I think it just experience, I guess, right? 
I think too, you know, the disconnect that you refer to has has always gone on from the theoretical component yeah. when you're doing a design until the practicality of what you have to do on site. And I think what's nice about the relationship we build with both parties is as a manufacturer, we can help mitigate that disconnect because we understand both sides of it, right? When we have that presence on site with the GCs, we're working with our installers who do the install. So we can actually help, you know, when there when there is that confusion or this is what the intent was, but here's why it won't yeah. work practically, right? Yeah. And then you guys are also presenting the certification and all the compliance standards associated with that too, right? Because this is documentation that we're not privy to or even have the education associated with it that you guys have already, right? These are key factors into the building structure because you're going to get inspectors and building departments asking for all these requirements, right? Right. Which are critical. Yeah, so we've done CCMC testing um, for our high thing and, um, and also for our foam products. And... Um, there, I mean, all this, all this, all these product characteristics are on our data sheet, and then we also look at any additional testing that we need might need to do depending on the application and the product. The uh, the cube that you guys brought here, this is the HC. It is. Yeah, yeah. this is the uh, 100 psi. 100 psi. Yeah. So we have a 40, 60, and a 100. 40, 60, and a 100. Yeah. So what's 40? 40, 40 is what? It would be more for residential applications, uh, whereas the 100 would be more for, you know, um, air pla- places where you need high compression, like uh, runways and things like that. Oh, wow. Eh? Any time you get a, a slab that's going to, say, be thicker than six inches, you know, and depending on the structural loads that are bearing down on that would okay. help determine as to what kind of compressive strength that you want in that foam. Right, and there's a number of tests the engineers are going to run through and calculate to make that determination. What's nice about this product is instead of having to use three, four different materials to assemble that under slab uh, uh, assembly, you get all four components in this product. So you're getting your thermal, and your R value is going to range from 4.7 to 5.2 per inch depending on the PSI. So at 100 PSI, you've got 4.7 per inch R value. At, say, 40 PSI, you're getting 5.2. you got your vapor control. You've got your air barrier in that product. And it's also water resistant as well. So it's a go-to then, basically. Huge. The other thing is when you lay rigid board down onto your substrate, you might use, use clear, like the larger rocks, or sometimes they use a finer uh, gravel or even a sand base. And you'll get shifting in movement in your rigid board, plus you've got multiple seams to tape, and you have to use a 6 mil poly, so it's very labor-intensive. Whereas this, when you spray it, it gets right down into the crevices, yeah. and it bonds, creating a structural formation under there to pour your slab onto have you guys done the testing where it's like we know for a fact that basement slabs or even structural slabs the amount of uh, cold that's transferred when you don't insulate it right like it's a huge amount of volume that's coming through that slab right Right. but you guys have done the testing where you've got there is a dramatic test between the hc and just uh, your your two pound foam right there is a difference on that so the two pound uses a blowing agent so we get about the difference yeah Yeah, about an r6 whereas this is uh, water blown so this is r5 approximately okay yeah all right so the benefit another benefit of this is that uh, within two hours of spraying you can have light foot traffic on it and then after approximately five hours, you can have, uh, you know, heavier traffic on it. 
That's pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we define light traffic as, you know, you walking across it and say you're carrying various construction materials like loads of rebar or whatnot that's weighted, right? Yeah. Heavier traffic might be driving a forklift or a piece of machinery across it, right? And that's a pretty fast turnaround because one of the other challenges you get going from trade to trade, right, is one trade comes in and does their job, the next trade comes in and damages it, right? Yeah, we we know the (laughs) story. And then you got the blame game as to who did what know the story so definitely with a product like this it it makes everybody's life easier because it's so strong and robust you know they're not going to damage it or hurt it so what's going on over at the booth that you guys are at there and what's the booth number again there 2579 in hall two hall two hall two right so what are you guys showcasing there when people are walking by and checking out things what what are all the new so we have uh, going on yeah for sure we have the hygrothane um, so basically, we, if you guys come by, we have a little compression apparatus where you can put a weight on uh, this contraption that we have that will compress the foam. And we have these these dumbbells. Kettlebells. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so How much does it compress? Uh, actually, it doesn't. And that's the whole point. So okay. if you put the 100 PSI on there, we have like an 80, 90 pound kettlebell that we'll put on that. And there's a rod that bears down onto the foam. Right. So then the objective is, is that when you add the weight, typically you'd see some sort of compression mark yeah. that's left in the yeah, product. Of course. Right. But you're well, not seeing it. You're not seeing it here. That's impressive. And we can show you a comparison to a piece of rigid as well. So we have some pieces of. But you're uh, seeing deflection. And, and you can see the you deflection. You totally are seeing it. it, right? Correct. I mean, we've all, I don't know, taken a rest on some sort of uh, rigid foam. And all of a sudden, the tool belt has a hammer, and all of a sudden, it's like it's it's imprinted there, right? All you yeah. needed was a body outline, and then that's you know like now you can see it. But then you're not getting it with that. That's how that's really that's how compressed it is, huh? Yeah. Wow, it's yeah. pretty very robust, very durable. All right, guys. But so I mean, is there anything else that you guys want to share before uh, we get everybody to try to go back to your booth there? And uh, I always love these conversations because this is basically building the future. Right. This is what we're we're, we're going to be coming up to certain situations on, on job sites that we're going to be like, yeah. it's a good thing we have this knowledge. It's a good thing we have this product. And now we want to apply it to the job site. Right. Yeah. I think in closing to that point, you know, once upon a time we had Blackberries. Now we're into iPhones. And as technology advances in every aspect of our life, it so advances in construction. And I think you have to keep an open mind to that. Right, because that's the only way we continually move forward and get better is by keeping that open mind and looking at new things. And I mean, I'm I'm just being honest about it. It's just I never I remember talking to Hank briefly about it too at the last show. Um, I didn't realize Elastic Camp was into so much. I I always just thought of them as a spray foam company, period. Yeah. But that's not the case, right? No. Yeah, definitely innovating. Yeah, we make uh, uh, primers, for example, a number of different sealants. Uh, so, you know, the company's quite diverse. I mean, the history of Elasticam was started in polyurethanes, uh, yeah. making the various molds, right, for uh, for uh, casters and, and whatnot. Yeah. And then they expanded into the spray foam, the waterproofing. I mean, it's grown significantly, and our clientele base stretches across North America. And I know that I've been invited to the, uh, the plant, and I wanted to check it out, so I'm, I'll definitely be in the neighborhood one day and Excellent. I'll check it out because I, I love plant tours. I miss plant tours. 
I love walking around Pantor. Seriously, <laughs> you could spray some of the product. Seriously, yeah, we have. Do I have to get all there. suited up or what? Yes, I gotta get all suited up. You like it though? It's actually fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't don't fault me if I end up walking out with a suit. Okay, like I'll take. I normally I take the safety goggles and the earmuffs, right? Hey. But if you guys are getting me all suited up, I'm walking out with the suit. I'm taking it out to the job site. But no, I'm looking forward to that. I'll definitely Excellent. check it out. Gentlemen, absolute pleasure having you guys on the show. Uh, I, I, this has been a good show so far. First day, we, we're back here tomorrow as well too. Again, Again, we're going to chat everyone at Elasticam. It's www.elasticam.com. On IG, it's under Elasticam. And then the booth number again, uh, Kevin, is 2579. In hall number two. Thanks very much. Thanks, Manny. All right.